0: It's the WP Minute Plus, your home for long-form discussions around the WordPress ecosystem, deeper insights and conversations that you won't find on our short-form WordPress news podcast. We'd love your support. Head on over to the wpminute.com support to donate a $5 virtual coffee, join the membership for $79 a year, purchase a classified listing in our newsletter, or get a video review of your product. The wpminute.com support, support independent WordPress media. Wpminute.com slash support.
1: It is ThriveThemes.com. And even though the name has themes in it, it is the company behind some of the most powerful growth tools for WordPress. So they have things to help you convert website visitors into email subscribers using pop-ups and quizzes and comments and all sorts of things. They have A-B testing, a full-blown website builder, page builder, theme builder, however you want to approach that for WordPress. They have an LMS solution. That's quite nice. So it's a suite of about 10 products that encompasses Thrive. And I I like the name Thrive Growth Tool Suite, (laughs) but they call it Thrive Suite.
0: Yeah, definitely we're really hitting the ground a lot in... I don't know, God, time has escaped me, of course, but I don't know, four or five years ago, I remember them just coming out of nowhere uh, and and really starting to, when we were starting to see like Elementor have some skyrocket growth, really saw them come out and really focus on, I mean, internet marketers, uh, kind of a throwaway phrase these days, but th- that's sort of where I felt like they were like n- niching into was the internet marketer, the person building the funnels, building the upsells and and really cornering maybe the digital product market, has that stayed the same? And, and is that the course it will sort of slot into the awesome set of?
1: Yeah. So actually Shane created a product in 2012 called hybrid connect. So this predates opt-in monster. Even I used pop-up domination, hybrid connect, all of these pop-up softwares before I ended up creating opt monster. And so I followed their journey for that, that time. And yes, Shane was a digital creator himself. So naturally, the audience that he attracted were creators, right? And some internet marketers, but also a lot of small business owners, right? Marketing agencies and so on. So the client, is, client base is quite broad, but that should sum it up. When
0: I zoom out and I look at the suite of Awesome Motive products, does this get folded in to... Other products, or will this remain sort of independent and and put on the lineup of offerings from Awesome Motive?
1: One of the things that I really like about WordPress is the freedom that it offers, the choice. I, I really believe, even as a user, that when you try to offer a bundle and try to do everything, you know, inside one product, you end up being good at almost nothing right? So what makes Monster stand out compared to, let's say, the built-in MailChimp pop-ups or whatever other thing that, that exists is that we are so focused on doing that one thing and one thing really, really well. And when we start merging a bunch of these technologies and we destroy the user experience, at least that's my experience looking at what other people have done. So there's no intention of merging, let's say, Thrive Leads with Monster. right? These two products have coexisted, as I mentioned, hybrid Connect. Creates the Monster. They've coexisted and thrived in, in that in that time together because because users want options, right? Not everybody wants a SaaS solution that does some, uh, all the things. Some people are very okay with all the bells and whistles that Thrive leads offer. Same thing with Thrive Architect and SeedProd. Right. While the end goal and the end product is the same a lot of the users just prefer one over the other and vice versa. And we don't want to disrupt that. If you're happy using a visual builder, let's say like a Thrive Architect over something that's like block-based like feed that's okay, right? And we're not gonna, we're not, we don't are not, we intend to merge those things. But we do intend to learn from, from the products and, and have some sort of marriage and integrations where possible, for example, Thrive has this amazing tool called Optimize, right? Thrive Optimize essentially lets you do AB testing of uh, you know of your landing pages very easily and as recently Google Optimize announced that they're sunsetting Google Optimize, which makes Thrive Optimize even more valuable. Now, could that have an integration for SeedProd? Very possible. Very possible. Could SeedProd adopt something like that and and make that offering? I don't know. Right, again, these decisions are going to be made by the general managers of each of those business units because at Automotive, awesome each business unit run independently. Believe it or not, like I am not the one making all the decisions across what 40 different products that we have, despite what it may look like uh, at this time. So they're pretty autonomous businesses that we have that are running in parallel and learning from each other. And our advantage, I would say, is that we fail faster than others, right? We can... Hmm. At any given point, somebody's failing at something, and we're learning from it and improving that uh, ultimate user experience.
0: I'm glad you said the phrase "business units." A couple of questions on the logistics of just the sheer volume of acquisitions that you do, and slotting them into it again, like you said, almost 40 or 40 products across the board. You must have a pretty fine-tuned process to bring on a new product and get it into the automotive ecosystem internally. And the things that come to my head is Support, number one, being just like this massive thing that, my God, now you bring on another product and it's how do we educate and, and the whole automotive family understand how to support this product? What is this product and how do we support our customers with it? You must have a fairly fine-tuned process with that. I'd love to learn a little bit more. And did you bring over the entire team from Thrive and for, for support and, and to augment that?
1: Absolutely. The entire, theme, the entire team behind Thrive themes is, is there from product to support to marketing to leadership. The only thing that's changed is that the founders exited, but they had a general manager in place, Brad, who'd been running the business, and he's going to continue running the business. So from in terms of educating the support team, the, you know, we don't really have to do that because this team has been supporting this customer base for the last decade, right? So as a matter of fact, we're learning from them. in right? a lot of things they are like, okay, how are you doing this? And vice versa, right? And we say, oh, actually... We did the same thing and learned lesson A and they're like, oh, actually we did it this way. And then so it at any given point it's a mash happening, right? So it's still too early, right? We just announced the acquisition. We need to sit down and 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 learn those lessons. But, but yeah, like the whole team is there and they're joining awesome Motor. Integration takes a little bit of time to do a couple of months, but yeah.
0: Probably the third largest acquisition you've done.
1: Hmm. I don't know. What are the first two?
0: <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying to. I'm trying to break that. I have one. I've just tried so many ways to get Syed, to, to, to share what size these deals might be. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I just look at. I zoom out. Just look at potentially what that what that market is. The page building market, of course, the marketing market. If I feel like it's probably one of your more sizable deals, maybe. Well, I'll go with EDD probably being your largest. Is my guess, and then this is probably like 3 or 4 in my in my eyes
1: i think th- this is a pretty sizable business because you got you have to understand drive doesn't have a freemium offering unlike most products that we bought right so when we acquire say edd or duplicator right they they the, the, they're freemium all the one seo freemium so there's lar- large number of users then only a certain percentages convert to pro versus here there's no freemium users
0: You must be getting to a point where now for years running these brands independent, everyone or every brand has, we'll call it a GM or a president and it all runs autonomously. You must be getting to a point now where maybe you're rethinking the scalability of your management team. And what does that look like? Like, I know you do like big retreats, anybody who follows your posts, your yearly wrap ups, you get to see all these photos from everywhere you've gone and meeting with the team. And of course, I've known the team for for years, but there's now there's so many faces. I don't I don't know anymore. Are you like at a point now where you have all of these products and all of these new leaders where you have to kind of rethink that? And is there any insights you can give us into how you're reshaping maybe the management team of, of Awesome Motive?
1: Yeah, Matt, you and I go way back and a lot of people may not know, but I am a blogger, right? With no administration degree or anything <laughs> like this. So this is all trial by error.
0: You just keep getting bigger Airbnbs <laughs> as time goes on. Like that's the solution. I, I get this room, we get this Airbnb with 50 rooms in it. That's what we do.
1: So it is a process of learning and improving as we go along. And, you know, the, what we have works we outside of the main retreat that you see that that we do which have all the amt members that that can attend can attend we do these two leadership meetings right twice a year where the the founders the gms the presidents whatever you want to call it that that role attend we get together and we have we have this like mega airbnb house and, and then we have a bunch of smaller houses around around that same area and we use the main house to do meet up and get together and spend the day together So we do this twice a year just with the leadership and we haven't outgrown that yet. That still works at some point at the pace of the acquisitions that we're doing. And I mean, my goal is to build a generational company. So at some point I imagine that will not scale. But the good thing, the other good thing that's coming is that we've been doing this for a long enough time, right? I started in WordPress when I was 16. I'm 32 now. That's half of my life in WordPress and a lot of our businesses have been around for a long time. Our customers love us and our leaders have matured, right? And we're learning. So I have great partners in in the case of Thrive Themes, for example, Thomas, whom you know, is leading the vision, is directing and ensuring the integration happens as smoothly as possible. So now what's happening is that it's not just me doing all the leadership level stuff, it is, you know, Thomas or in Duplicator's case, John Turner. So existing GMs or partners are now stepping up and sort of taking that role. Mm. I want to
0: approach an interesting topic that has hit the scene a little bit more in the WordPress community space across automotive products. And there you're getting to a point now. I'm gonna I'm gonna frame something for you and then I'll get into the deeper question. It was a WordCamp US. I think it was a past WordCamp US. It was a limited, limited amount of people. And there was some discussion around the fact that it was all sponsors that were attending. So it was just like all the sponsors employees were there. And it was kind of just, and some people said, hey, this is, this isn't really great. Like this should be bigger. It should be more open, yada, yada, yada. You're getting to a point where like you own so many products in the WordPress space that my entire, like someone on my Twitter timeline is your employee somebody is going to go to a WordCamp and meet an motive employee. There will always be an AwesomeMotive employee at every WordCamp across the globe pretty, pretty soon. And what I'm getting at is you all reach a pretty sizable part of the community. And there are some things that I see in the community about things that people don't like on the sales and marketing side, which I understand. But I'd like to give you maybe an opportunity to just paint the picture on how you approach a business of your size. Here's one reference point. I don't like limited deals ending soon on the pricing page. I don't like cross-promoting one product to the next. I don't like banners in the options page or the, the admin. I know why you have to do it. I appreciate that you have to do it. You have a mega machine to feed. <laughs> is not your playground the millions of websites that you touch? In other words, all of these sites are just not your awesome motive SaaS running on your server that you can measure and calculate and upsell in a much more seamless fashion. So I'm giving you some breathing room there, <laughs> but also people want to know like, hey, Is awesome mode of seeing this and is someone paying attention to it? And is there any uh, attention coming where it's like, hey, we get it, but here's why we do it. But the floor is yours on that topic.
1: For sure. I think a lot of times we get this negative attention due to the size that we are. If you imagine each one of these companies as independent companies, no side involved and they cross promote, nobody will have a problem with that. As a matter of fact, that happens, right? Plugin owners and founders can get together and say, hey, you, you promote me, I promote you from my blog to this blog. The way awesome motive has operated, like I never started out to become an investor, right? When we started out, we simply talked to the users, figured out what they needed to grow, and built the tools to help them succeed. That's, that's how we started. And over time, we learned... All these different things that were happening in the ecosystem, nothing that we do is ever the first that we are the first to do it, first of all, right? Somebody is already doing it in the ecosystem. We're just more studious and our plugins get the attention of you put a nag on or you put a dashboard. Notice. As a matter of fact, we're one of the least dashboard notices company. If you, if you look across the 60,000 plugins that are in the repo and goodness, I have screenshots right? <laughs> of, of what if I, if I started sharing that, I don't, I think. That just brings more negativity to the space and I stay out of that. But yeah, I see all the tweets that are there. Same thing across anything that you're seeing, we're not the first to do it. And these things work. We want to make sure we're able to communicate with our users. We want to be respectful of the dashboard experience. When when we're showing notices, we show it on our own plugin. We don't show it dashboard-wide except, except for that review ask. Right? We say, hey, if you, if you like our product, can you leave us a review? And that shows up in the dashboard. But otherwise, we graduated away from that quite some time ago, maybe 2018 or 2019 or something like that. Most of our notices show up inside our, our own plugin settings. If you haven't set up the plugin, right? Because with WordPress, when you install the plugin and you didn't configure it, then we'll show a dashboard thing. But, you know, so does any other plugin. Jetpack does the same thing, WooCommerce or everything. But that's to improve the user experience. We want to make sure that you actually set up the plugin. Otherwise, you're not gonna get the value out of it, right? And at which point you might as well deactivate it if you're not gonna use it. We wanna make sure the users know that there is something to be done inside that software suite that they chose to install.
0: I'd have to imagine that at some point there has to be <laughs> and I wanna get into my I'll give you my crazy, we're gonna hold my crazy wild card predictions for awesome motive towards the end of this interview. But I'd imagine at some point you must be thinking like. Do like do we do hosted WordPress ourselves so we can just skip this fragmented approach of whatever fifty thousand users on Bluehost fifty thousand on SiteGround spread across the the industry or supporting all of this stuff. There must be some thought to consolidating this into a SaaS solution that isn't that may be powered by WordPress, but you don't even know it's WordPress. There must be some hosting solution coming <laughs> so that you can avoid all devo- avoid yourself of all this stress. Is that in play? Do you see that as the future or is, hey, WordPress, the way we do it now in these one-on-one situations, it's, it works for us?
1: I think I might be a little too old school and I like WordPress the way it is. I don't like a, the idea of a hosted platform that is going to force me into Its way of doing things i think what makes wordpress so great is the flexibility and the freedom that it offers of course it it has some some cons right with every pros you have cons one of the cons is that you have to go find those tools and and set it up together and make sure they all work and for those you try to improve the user experience as you can whether it is with a better onboarding flow whether it is with better product education and so on. And I think the idea, the allure or the grass being greener on the other side, like what if there was a hosted solution that uh, just had everything and Motive has these tools, but so does Jetpack, right? Jetpack has all, all the things you, you, you need to do on, on a basic website. I think there's never going to be a single hosting company that will own the market, <laughs> that will have all the solutions because at scale, a hosting is a very different business. They're doing very different things. And I think I believe that in the future, uh, there will be experiences, yeah, if, if you may want to call it that, like design experiences or flavors of WordPress. But I think that is not an easy problem to solve. Just having a plugin and putting host, have a hosting and calling it now you have a hosted LMF. That's, that, that, that's that's not true. You're not competing with Teachable at that point. That's not, that's not what that is. You have, we have to think about experience from an onboarding point of view. How do you do that? And believe it or not, people, not everybody likes bundles. There's a segment of people that love bundles. They're like, yes, let me just install one thing and give me all the stuff in it, right? But then there is a, I would say, prosumers, right? Somebody, let's say you, or anybody that I would say maybe is a vocal minority. The moment, let's say, if we start bundling it, we'll get even more hate for doing that. <laughs> but right now, I really think you should bundle, right? These guys, yeah. they just keep bundling their own thing in everything they do. And so we have to strike that balance and making sure that if if you're getting all-in-one SEO, you get the absolute best SEO solution in the market and not a page builder. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, you know what I'm saying? And yeah. that's just the idea of where we are and how I see WordPress and now Again, the view can change if the market changes, but I hope it doesn't. And WordPress is pretty good in the way it is. So I
0: get a little bit just like more critical. I don't know the numbers. I didn't run any formulas. I didn't run any numbers ahead of time. But maybe that in a non-Awesome mode of hosted solution, you get better lifetime value out of a customer because maybe they're buying, I don't know, five or six of your different plugins, right? Right. Uh, Uh, WP forms, monster insights, maybe thrive thrown into the mix. Now you probably earn more per customer. I think if you maybe consolidated that down to a $79 a month plan, fair.
1: Not necessarily vast majority of users are free. (laughs) right? A very, 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 very large majority of our users are free. And our free products offer so much that most users don't need to upgrade a pro, right? So we want to make sure that we're giving users the optionality that they want, right? Why price something um, at $79 a month, right? To say, you you have to pay me $79 a month to get access to all these tools when you can just pay me $4 a month, right? Just performs. But I mean, if you think about it, a a solution that costs forty nine bucks, it's it's yeah, four
0: dollars a month. Jet, you mentioned jetpack before. There's an interesting thing. Again, I don't have it in front of me, but last I looked, when I did a video on jetpack, if you went all in with jetpack, uh, first year I think all in with the jetpack is like maybe 300 bucks or something like that. But then year two, it goes to I want to say it was 1500 a year for all of their feature sets. Do you see awesome Motive bun having a a, a bundled? I uh, was speaking. We just talked about bundling, but more on like a hosted side. Do you see like this? I don't know. <laughs> vehicle one vehicle plugin that you can go and just activate all the things and
1: just pay it out of one plugin versus buying them all individually. I, I haven't seen what Jetpack has done recently with their pricing, so I don't. I, I, I can't comment that there is a fifteen hundred dollar a month version. But I, I imagine if you're saying it must be, I'll, yeah. I'll take it at face value. I like the idea of giving users an option. If they want to use our form builder at a low price and choose somebody else's SEO solution, that's fine. If they want to use our form builder and SEO, cool. I don't want it to be a situation where you're like, well, I don't like this one solution, so I have to ditch everything, if, if that makes sense. And, and you know, these every business, when I say that they are separate businesses, they really are. There is a separate support team. There's a separate development team. There's a separate leadership team. There's a separate marketing team. All what's common amongst them is that they're they have better strategic partnerships than, than that. Because so imagine if two founders were really good friends and they were just like promoting cross promoting each other, because that's that's what it's really happening. You give them that, that kind of autonomy, right, to run the business. There's that in. level of autonomy. Yeah. You think about it. There's 24 hours in a day, and we have 40 different brands. I'm not working twenty four seven. How would I know what's getting published in every single blog post or every single newsletter? No, a lot of these the deals, they they're being cross- promotion arrangements are being discussed at a GM, the GM level or a founder to founder level. and a lot we, when we meet up at, at other leadership meetups, there is there's time when people go on walks together, they might be in a hot tub or what have you? And they think about how we can cross promote each other or grow those two respective brands, and, and that's where those ideas come from.
0: Is WP Beginner your baby that you spend the most time on across all all things motive
1: I do read every article that gets published on WP Beginner. <laughs> <That's>
0: <laughs> some, that
1: one does not pass the desk. That's mine. I started it. Um, I don't care who's running. I, I still think I'm a blogger right, at heart, and and I do enjoy learning about WordPress, and experiencing WordPress as a user and and doing that. So I do really enjoy the work the WP beginner team is doing. The WP beginner is no longer just all me all the time. It's not just me coming up with content ideas. Like that part is there's a, there's a great team that comes up with content ideas and and they do a great job.
0: When is the right time for somebody based on your experience with all the acquisitions, not just in WordPress but in everything else you do, when is the right time for a founder to come to you and say, hey, Syed, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to run this ship by myself. What do you think the best, I don't know, context or or phase or moment or feeling a founder should have before they knock on your door?
1: If you notice, a lot of the acquisitions that we do are of products that have been around for a while. And the founders really love the product and what they have built. They want it to go to someone who's also bootstrapped. We are not backed by a private equity. We're not debt funded. We're not venture backed. We are really here to serve our users. And that's one of the big reasons why we have continued to grow despite what anybody says. It doesn't matter because what's true is that. And founders choose us and exit to us because they know that their product re- will remain independent. Their team will be taken care of and their legacy will be carried forward. And and that's that's what we've done. We part, we partner with founders to give them a quick straightforward exit that doesn't require them to stay on on board for 2 years on some sort of earnout terms which is not founder friendly which is not going to give the founders the valuation that they were promised in the beginning. That's what happens in most VCPE deals, right? You are promised one number and then all the legal lease that you don't know that you just didn't know at the time that you should be looking for come back to bite you two, three years later when your RNF period is over and you're like, wait, I was promised this. What happened? And they're like, oh, you didn't check this fine print or this fine print or that. So, founders really choose to exit to us because we give them a straightforward exit. We allow them to move on to the next chapter of their life, right? I'm committed to WordPress, I'm committed to the open web, and I'm still very, very young. A lot of founders are not, and they're ready to move on to the next chapter of their life. And I think we need to celebrate their successes. Instead of a not, because they commit, they put in the work, and their legacy is being carried forward. In other cases, we we do friendly minority stake investments to help founders scale their businesses to the next level, and that works as well.
0: I felt like the last time we talked, the. Accelerator program that you have, in place, not accelerator program, but the inv- investment program. Well, I'll let you define it again here. But the investment program slash accelerator program slash funding program that you have in place was still pretty loose. The last time we talked was the EDD acquisition. Has that m- matured a little bit more? I mean, I'm not saying that in an offensive way, but like, has that matured a little bit more in terms of? I don't know. I look at things like the comm Fund or Tiny Seed where there's like structure and program in place where you can come and be educated and accelerate the business a little bit and potentially get some seed funding or funding throughout the whole process? What does that look like for you headed into 2023?
1: I think there's a very big difference in what we do and what a typical accelerator program is. And that's actually why I ended up rebranding the, the program. So when I launched it, it was called WP Beginner Growth Accelerator because that was the purpose of the program, right? Invest in businesses and help accelerate the growth. But as someone who didn't ha- don't have an MBA and don't have venture back funding or this, I start. I learned that growth accelerators are time bound. Right, so after six months, you never talk to that team again. I mean, you can. You have access to them, but how much access do you really, really have? Because they move. They moved on to the next cohort. Right, is the goal? Is let let me put money in as many things as possible, and you're just another number in the in the jar. And that's not what we do. That's not who we are. And that's a very big difference between what we're doing and what a traditional accelerator program does. We are partnering. When when I say we are partnering with the businesses, we are really partnering. This is this is not a six month accelerate your business. We that's why we changed the name. I changed the name to be called WP Beginner Growth Fund, right? Because as, a, as an entrepreneur, independence is one of the main reasons why people create a business in the first place, right? It's one of the reasons why businesses succeed also, right? So when we invest in those businesses, my goal is to interfere as little as possible with the day-to-day operation of the businesses, whether we invest it, whether we acquire it, right? Founder-led companies, and I believe this, are great at hacking, great at hustling, and what i want to do is empower them with the knowledge framework experiences that i have gained over the years from failing uh, all, all the time and learning by trial by fire and uh, and that's what it is and of course we have playbooks and the playbooks mature every month every week and and yeah but that's what it is and there's no there's no cohesive this is the cohort one that's coming in six months later, you're gone. Don't talk to me again. That's not what it is. And we're pretty selective about it. Instead of like doing the announcement, like, you know how in the beginning I was doing an announcement and there was, oh, we we invited four or five companies in in that. That's not what we're doing anymore. It's, It's open year round. People apply to it year round and we add great companies. We added funnel kit. I'm not sure if you've seen FunnelKit is just an amazing product. Really, really cool stuff that they're doing with FunnelKit builder, but also the FunnelKit automation. So now that's really powerful stuff. If you're running an e-commerce store, what they're doing over there is just mind-blowing Damanjeet and an entire team there. I'm super excited to welcome them to the Growth Fund.
0: And I, I appreciate that answer. I appreciate the way that you also acquire products because... Look, what's the alternative? The alternative is because, you know, you say, you say you don't have the MBA and or maybe like the schooling, but you're a shrewd individual and you understand, <laughs> you understand business, you understand how to negotiate because the alternative is you run it like what? Like a private equity firm, right? Where you just scoop them up, cut out all the fat, push the people to the side, put the product in the lineup and just sell, sell, sell and exhaust everyone. And that's one route you could go and you choose not to, at least this is how I hope that this hero's journey is being played out here, is you choose not to do that. And you choose to lead it with putting the founders, if they, I guess, choose to con- continue, and, and I guess you choose to continue to have them on, on the team, to have that autonomy, to have that independence, to let them build the business, because you want to see it succeed, because that's the way you would want to do it if you were somebody applying to Automotive. Awesome so I appreciate that, the way that you run all this stuff.
1: Yeah, absolutely. As I mentioned, I never set out to become an, an investor. Right? I was approached by many, 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 many firms and went down the process a couple times only to realize that it's terrible. And in <laughs> that, in, in that yeah. time, many of my friends went through the process and closed and then realized it was terrible. And what a mistake that made. So I'm committed to this pretty much for life. One thing you see behind me is like the Charlie and Warren and Charlie right there. And the more Charlie just turned 99, right? And Warren 93. I imagine I'll probably be doing this till I'm 93, maybe 99. If I live that long. (laughs) All right. So I'm going to give you the crazy predictions for those of you who have stuck
0: around through the whole thing. Here's what awesome here. Here are the brands, one brand. Actually, (laughs) I won't say it. I won't say the brand. I shared it with you privately. I won't say it publicly. You will acquire an even bigger page builder. I'll let the room figure out who I'm talking about. Well, there's two, three. Or an email platform, n- email newsletter platform, like a MailChimp or Mailer MailerLite or something like that. That'll be... The next one, because I just look at the stack, man. I look at the product stack, and I'm like, what else do they need to slot in? I, I'm pretty sure I was pretty confident in, in saying e-commerce, and then you all acquired EDD a, a few months later. It's got to be email, because you got that other product that's out there, right? You just launched that transactional email solution. SendLayer. yeah. There's got to be a newsletter platform coming. Beehive is blowing up. Substack. Ghost.
1: Basically, I do these podcast <laughs> interviews to hear your predictions. And then my goal is to try to make them come true. <laughs> so, so thank you for uh, <laughs> making those suggestions, ideas, and I yeah. have some homework to do then.
0: Thanks for listening to the WP Minute Plus. Deeper insights and conversations from around the WordPress community. If you're looking for our weekly newsletter and short form news podcast, head over to the wpminute.com slash subscribe. And if you want to support our efforts, join our Slack community for $79 a year at thewpminute.com support.